I tell y'all, man, I'm excited. I'm, look, look, it's so many reasons to be excited. I got a special guest today. Not only that, Ravens football is back, man. Ravens football is back, and I ain't got to watch the craziness of last season continue. But I, I, I tell y'all this. I tell y'all this. I kind of, you know, I looked at the schedule. There ain't a lot of primetime games and stuff like that. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I kind of like. I kind of like that the Ravens might be flying a little bit under the radar. All right, what is going on, good people? Without further ado... Right after all the craziness and all that, uh, Flock Nation Speaks episode 18, if I'm not mistaken, which is crazy to think about. Um, episode 18, I don't know a Ravens player by 18 right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna do an informal introduction, then I'm gonna see if, if Hendo know one. I got a special guest today coming from what? what is it? What is it? Let, let, let break it down for me. It is. Ravens online, online, ungatekeepers. I gotta make sure I get the un because the first, the first time, bro, the first time <laughs> I was like gatekeepers, and I was like, wait a minute, he got that little un in there. He snuck that, snuck that in there uh, on us. But uh, another fellow Ravens YouTuber, um, I always, I always like to hear the different opinions from the Ravens flock because there are so many opinions, right? There are the, uh, you know. We're going to stick with the Ravens flock no matter what they do. If they don't bring any wide receivers. Oh, never mind. Uh, and then we got the other, you know, we got the other side that's a little bit more critical. Like, why why y'all doing that? So, and I, I feel like, I feel like Hendo is one of those dudes where, you know, he, you know, he going to let you know. If he feeling some type of way, you going you gonna to know about it. But go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and uh, let people know where they can find you uh, and also, um, you know, what what got you in just a little quick introduction of what got you into kind of the, you know the Ravens YouTube scene? Ooh, okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it's Ravens Online on Gatekeeper. You can find me on YouTube. I do a show every Sunday, 6 p.m. for the season. You can find me on Instagram, um, Twitter at our gatekeepers. Um, as far as what got me into YouTube, who um I think it all started with the pandemic. You know, it was nothing much on TV. They weren't making anything new because they didn't want to risk having people around. So I spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos. And the first person I came across, of course, you know, Mr. Engraven. Engraven yep. And I was just like, you know, it's pretty interesting. I didn't think much of it. Then it introduced me to um, Purple Rain Gang. And then that took me to Lunch Break Hot Take. Oh, and... Yeah. Once I got to lunch break hot take, it was like, you know, I always wanted to give my opinion, but I had seemed to be like one of the few, very few people that kind of spoke negatively, so to speak, on some of the Ravens moves. And then when I found lunch break hot take, I was like, oh, so you can be, if you want to call it successful at um, giving your opinion, no matter what. So um, I hooked up with them. They gave me some pointers, and then I just started making videos from there. I love it. I love it. I like I said, man. I just, you know, and that's how kind of I started. Like you know, Engraven uh, was a guy that I watched. 
Um, and I did, I answered, I asked like a question or one of the questions from subscribers type things. I've watched Lunch Break Hot Take. I like them a lot. Um, you know, and I just kind of continued to find like, you know, YouTubers I liked. And I, I was already doing like, we were doing picks over on the, uh, the other podcast I did. We were doing picks. So I was like, you know, let me talk about the Ravens. Let me, let me just see, you know, let me see what this is all about. And I started jumping into these crazy Twitter spaces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And after this uh, all season, I started hearing the Bengals fans. Oh goodness! But uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, real quick uh, to get into it, um, episode eighteen, Flock Mission speaks. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor. Uh, if you want to watch us, of course, it is uh, YouTube, um, Facebook as well. But I, I always like to start with icebreaker because you know I feel like this this lets me get to know my guests, lets me get to know my audience. What y'all talking about, right? This, this let this let me get to know, and and I'm I'm gonna take it way back. I'm gonna go way back machine time machine. Y'all remember, y'all remember, and not too far back. It's like a couple years. Y'all remember when this whole uh, what what was it? It was like uh, chicken sandwich mania was going on with Popeyes and and Chick fil A, and I and, you know I. I have this fight with my girlfriend all the time about okay. which sandwiches, not necessarily which sandwich is better, but, but, you know, one of them is trifling and she, and she, she likes this trifling sandwich. I don't understand it, but nonetheless, let's throw it up. Nonetheless, <laughs> what's the best chicken sandwich? It ain't got to be out of these two, obviously, but uh, what's the best one? It's obviously Chick-fil-A. That, look, 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 look. So, so hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so what you're saying is you are guiding me to which one you want me to answer to. <laughs> yes, I need you to go ahead and just put put it in agreement, right? Put it in agreement. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is, is is down down below, and Chick Fil A's is the one. Okay, now now now, albeit I've tried Popeye's a couple times, they can put sauce on it. They can now if they put that sweet heat on there, I might change my mind a little bit. Might change okay. my mind a little bit, but but, see, but but see, that's the thing. You can put that sauce on there yourself. That's true. That's so true. so that it. you you have to factor that in. Like it's it's about the totality, the totality of the sandwich. It's not just about how it comes plain. Like you can like. So I'm gonna okay. tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. So this is my answer, and this is how it rolls. I'm gonna have to go with Chick Fil A by default. Because okay. around the time that the Popeye's uh, sandwich came out, I had gone vegan. So uh, I wasn't eating meat. Makes sense. So I liken it to um, getting an Impossible Whopper, let's say, from Burger King. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't get mayonnaise on it and certain things like that. But when I get home, I can put vegan mayonnaise on it and the vegan toppings that I want. So it's up to you okay. what you want to okay. do with the sandwich. You don't have to eat it the way that you actually got it from the store. Okay. You see, and that... That's what kind of gets me. And it's, uh, ironically enough, I was thinking, what if Hendo was vegan? And I asked this question <laughs> and he can't answer the question. No, <laughs> I really did think of that. I was like, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to go. But anyway, uh, but at the same time, I do like authentic responses. So every once in a while, I like to sneak it in there and see, see what you say. But I, I, I like how you went, went about that because, like, I guess what got me was like, the Popeyes one, I feel like the tenders and all that, like the other chicken is better than, you know, the sandwich. Like the sandwich is like a completely different thing. And I think they went too far. They went too far, of course. See, they just went too far. Listen, this may be a discussion for another time, but you don't, I don't see, I'm, listen, you don't, you don't, you know, we don't really know each other that well. And we talk here to talk football, but I can take stuff down a rabbit hole for you. And I can tell you about uh -oh. that uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich, bro. Uh oh, I can tell you some things about that sandwich. Uh oh, <laughs> see, see, it's gonna be a discussion. See, we're gonna be on a tangent. We're gonna be on a. <laughs> we already eight minutes in. We're gonna be on a tangent, but none, nonetheless, 
let, let's talk about let's talk about these Ravens. What we what we came here for, right? Like, okay. like main event, you know, the precursor, right? right. Uh, but I always like to do that just to break the ice with 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 whoever I'm talking to or whatever. Just just have a little fun before we get before we get too serious. You never know. You don't know oh, who, yeah. who you're across the. the this facts are correct. Uh, nonetheless, um, the Ravens coming in. First things first. I, I got to hear from you since since uh, since you might be uh, Miss Unpo- Mister uh, I should say Mister Unpopular Opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, with the, with the ungatekeepers, right? Thanks. What what's going on with Lamar Jackson's contract, man? Is it is this the Ravens being cheap for the Ravens being cheap, or is this just like oh we gonna make improve it? Like I I'm beyond confused. I can't. Sometimes I can't even put the words out there that I want to because I'm just I'm frustrated, right? I, I, like as a Ravens fan, I'm like, what are y'all doing? This dude is everything. This team, what what what? You, how, what's what's your take on the contract situation right now? Um, so you know, let let me start this off with, you know, I like how you 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 say you want authentic, organic answers, right? But I have to ask. You know, I'm going to go with the flow type individual. Okay. I want to know because, you know, it's certain people's channels that that like to, to have a certain narrative going. And I don't, you know, want to skew that or push anybody away. So do you want the Purple Patrol answer or do you want me to give you my real honest opinion I, on this? I want I want the I want the real honest opinion because I, I mean, I, I need to know. Like I like I have talked about this so many times and I'm still sitting here like. What is going on? All right. So the real, the real, the real issue with this contract is it, it's it's kind of a, a clash of egos. You know, men as men, we have very big egos. Now, the issue that we have with Lamar is, excuse me, but we had this little black boy with his southern drawl who People don't really know if he's intelligent or not. We know he's intelligent, but outside forces may not believe that. So you take into account that you have this individual who doesn't have representation. He doesn't do things from the norm. And you're coming in here going up against billionaires. And ego aside, like I said, they can't do that where they say, you know what? You're right. You're worth more to this franchise than these draft picks that we would get from shipping you somewhere else. But. I can't let this little black boy make me look stupid. Deshaun Watson already did that with Haslam in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. I can't have that in Baltimore. So I just think it's more ego of me letting this little quote-unquote ghetto boy get the best of me in a contract negotiation. That's why they don't want to give him the money. Now, to my understanding, I could be wrong, but from some sources that I heard, Lamar said, listen, you don't have to give me a fully guaranteed contract. We can do one of two things. You can either give me 200 mil guaranteed or you can get rid of Greg Roman. The choice is yours. And of course, they're like, who are you to give me an ultimatum? We're going to go with neither. And right. that's how we end up where we are right now. Right. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I didn't think about it that way. I, I have thought about the, the race card of it, uh, of, of course, because, I mean, Lamar is just often, you know, speaking of authenticity, uh, you know, he's just, realistically himself right like that like he don't want to change for nobody and that's what i love about him uh you know he ain't gonna change he ain't gonna change his game for nobody he ain't gonna let nobody sit here and and talk about how he can't throw when he literally would protect receivers with his throws uh Mm -hmm. the way he throws the ball like 
considering doing lo- more with less, like even you know, like it, it's crazy to me, man. I saw pop, uh Kyler get paid. <laughs> I, I literally scoffed at the TV when when I, w- I was in a public restaurant. I was like, really? I was like, really? We want to have this whole argument about the playoffs, right? Playoffs, right? We want to have playoffs. this whole playoffs argument, but right. then Kyler's done nothing in the playoffs. But then his extension was warranted. Make it make sense. So, and and, and I've always been like a, the whole numbers thing. Mm-hmm. The whole numbers thing just – it ain't about the numbers to me. Uh, I think engraving is the one that says numbers don't tell the whole story or he found that from somebody and he, you know, he, but I, I hear him say it quite often. And my thing is like, you're in a run first offense mm-hmm. with a run first coordinator in mm-hmm. a run for first organization. And for some reason we want you to put up 5,000 yards passing with no receivers. And you've already led the league in passing with no receivers. Right. No offense to Hollywood. Hollywood is good, but like Hollywood is what they want. Like Hollywood, they wanted Hollywood to be like a Tyreek Hill type. He never, he never hit that potential. Right. He, you know, that, that's what they was looking for. Hollywood, you know. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm had to interject on this, and I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and I and I agree with what you're saying, but I'm listen. Now this is now this is the one thing that that kind of gets me a little excited when people start talking about Hollywood. Um is Hollywood Tyreek Hill? No, not at all. Not even not even close. But he wasn't that far off in my opinion. Now, was he asked to do the things that Tyreek Hill did? Yes, he was. But was he put in those situations? Even if we take a look in the last year, um, what happened was, if you look at the beginning of the season, and I tell my homies all the time, this is the James Prochet effect. A lot of people don't like James Prochet, but I say this is the James Prochet effect in my opinion. James Prochet made that wide receiver room tougher. If you remember in the beginning of the season, Hollywood would fight for yards. Hollywood, sometimes it took two or three dudes to drag him down. He did all these extra things, and he was balling. Now, when it came time to, let's say, start talking about fifth-year option contract extension, the Ravens were like, hmm. Let's change how we use him. We're going to start throwing screens five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Mm. We're going to start throwing a two-yard slant. They purposely, purposely dimmed his light. Now, put him in the situation with Patrick Mahomes. I wish they'd have traded him to Kansas City. I, you know, I hate – as a Raiders fan, I know this wrong, but I, I wish they would have just so you could see how he could be utilized. Would he be would he be Tyreek Hill? Not at all. But I guarantee you, his numbers will jump up there, and that's why he went to Arizona because they know how to scheme wide receivers open. He got a thousand yards and a run first offense with a thirteen hundred yard tight end. Mm-hmm. He did what we asked him to do. Did we give him help? All the help that he needed? No. Rashad Bateman was out. Sammy Watkins was hurt. He pretty much was the only thing we had on the outside. And come playoff time, for some reason. Come playoff time, that's when they unleashed him, and he showed you what he could do in the playoffs. So, with with the, with the Hollywood hate, you know, I understand and I get it because he didn't look the part. But what for what he was asked to do, in my opinion, he did it. Yeah, and and I and I think you know I I <laughs> I may have sounded like I'm anti Hollywood, like trade him away, get him out of it. Ain't that big of a loss? <laughs> no, like no. <laughs> so for me, my biggest thing with Hollywood <clears throat> is. 
I, I mean, Hollywood didn't have help either, right? You brought in Hollywood. They never put Hollywood in a position to really be successful, I don't think. Yeah. Like, why, why they just limited him so much? Why is he on the outside when he works better in the slot? Why is he running the – you because use him have- as the go-route master, but, mm-hmm. like – let him run in between the tackles every once in a while, right? Like, let him, like, free up some other guys a little bit. And I think he did that. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, I think he did – because you have to respect Hollywood's speed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to respect his speed. And, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, that was another move that, that the Ravens made that I sat sat here and thought, why? Like, we talk about never having too much, Right. That's that's been like I feel like the motto for uh, Ravens fans who are thinking about like actually thinking about like Lamar's progression and the receivers progression. We're like, mm-hmm. you can never have too much. That's why I was like, I'm not saying Julio Jones is is what he used to be, but Julio Jones is Julio Jones, yeah. right? Like if he's available, he's out there. Take your chance on him. Um, mm-hmm. And and like that 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 whole situation frustrated me. And then I'm thinking, and <laughs> the Ravens, see, the Ravens play this little mind game with you because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, snap, okay. Th- they trust these guys they got in the locker room. But Prochet has been been out here, and they don't, for whatever reason, won't use him. And, <laughs> and he be dogging people. They still don't want to use him. Bro, right? you know why. You know why they don't, you know why they don't want to use him. Like, <laughs> it's like, let's be real about the situation. You know exactly why they don't want to use him. Because you can't, I'm sorry, you can't tell me that you get 74 yards in a game and then you sit for the next two. It it don't it don't make sense. It 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 really don't. And I just so is it the talent or the coaching? I think I think it's the coaching. I I I think I mean we we've we <laughs> oh God. you go we see we go down this rabbit hole. Like we've seen like in in these mm. playoff games, these big games that Lamar can't win, mm. coaching typically is the issue. Why in the Miami game are you not making any adjustments? And by the way, let's forget, because back, back to the whole Lamar conversation, Lamar has this narrative that he can't read defenses and he can't make pre-snap adjustments. Okay, explain to me how you're making pre-snap adjustments. You get to the you, – you don't get the – you get to play in late. You get to the line of scrimmage with five seconds left. I can't read a defense that quick either. I can't read a defense at home that quick. I know no. Lamar in real time can't read it that quick. Like, and you don't ridiculous. have time to make a check. You don't have a time to make a check. Ridiculous, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's honestly, I think it's coaching, definitely. Um, and I think too, like Lamar gets this criticism for having a good defense because the organization wants the Ravens to have a good defense, but the defense has folded in some pretty big moments too. Like when they probably could have made that one more stop to get guys back in the game like but hey dj hey dj what 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 good defense which you which year <laughs> see no see, no what, no which which year now i'm not saying yeah. our defense was bad but what 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 dominant defense have we had that's true so that's true so you know this is this is in, in my in, with my buddies this is a discussion that we have because you have you have your sector of the Ravens fans that still want to do the run the ball, control the clock, play hard nosed defense. Yeah. And my rebuttal to that is let's think about the 2004 and 2006 Ravens. Arguably to me, those defenses were better than the 2000 Ravens. Mm-hmm. One of those years we had uh Steve McNair went 13 and 3. Right? Yep. 
held Peyton Manning to some field goals and lost the playoff game. So if that narrative didn't work with historic defenses, how are we supposed to win now with a so-so defense and a lame duck offense? Now, I know Isaiah likely is the savior now. He's the, he's the, he's the flavor of the week. Because every time somebody has a good quarter, good half, a good game, they are the new it in Baltimore. I could come out at almost 50 years old and have a good quarter in a practice, and somebody's going to be like, that's the next one right there. He's taking us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. and I, <laughs> On that defensive conversation, <laughs> like, and, and I feel like that's why, like, Ravens fans who actually watch, like, we watch the games – like we understand like how valuable Lamar is because let's not forget bad offensive line. Like mm-hmm. that offensive line is not nearly as good as like the stats or whatever y'all want to say. Right. Like, that that offensive line is not nearly that good. Lamar's ability to escape. Like I looked at the the stats last year and the games that he played, he was sacked 38 times. Like he sacked 38 times and he can evade sacks. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times. So on average, Lamar was going to catch him <laughs> if it kept going the way it was going. Right. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about how the offensive line is not nearly as good as people think it is. Nobody wants to talk about this whole uh, the X factor of Greg Roman and what kind of game is he going to call this this uh, game as opposed to. Uh oh, <laughs> did I step on a, Did I step on a toe or two? No, no, no. You didn't step on a toe, but. So, you know, for, for the longest, for, for the last couple of years, I'm like you, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, until I sat back and started to look. Because, listen, I'm not like 60% of the Ravens flock knew because Lamar came and now 2019 happened and I'm a fan. I've been a fan since inception. I'm from Baltimore. I've lived in Baltimore. So this is my team. I've watched them through good and bad through the beginning when we had offense and no defense. But Greg Roman... <clears throat> Excuse me, Greg. Greg Roman is not the problem mm-hmm. because we can fire him tomorrow. Jonathan Horrible is going to bring in. Yeah, I said it right. Horrible <laughs> is going to bring in another offensive coordinator just like him. The Cam Cameras, the Marty Morningwigs, like the Mark Tressmans, like he brings in the same type of individual. We can blame Roman for his limitations. And we can blame him for still using that same playbook from 2011 and not making many, many changes. But where does the head coach, where does he get the blame when he steps in and says, bruh, you need to update your playbook. Like they're on TV and YouTube showing our formations with the Buffalo Bills and San Francisco 49 the exact same formations, no variations whatsoever. So when does the head coach step in? Even with, with uh, Wink being the scapegoat for the defense, when does the head coach say, bruh, it's fourth down. Why are you all out blitzing? When does that blame fall on the head coach? I just think that if we fire Greg Roman, he's just going to bring in another clone. And because we have a system in Baltimore, just like everybody is, and I'm I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm praying with Mike McDonald. Everybody's like, hey, you know, we got Mike McDonald, but we have a system here. And all we do is bring in bodies and names, but the system remains the same. Yeah, and I go back and forth with with Harbaugh because – on, on one hand, you know, he's he's been there, he's been consistent, but on the other hand, I guess him being a special teams guy, is he to like, you know, he's a player's coach. Is he to put your foot down type of a coach that 
probably a gritty Ravens team that that we're used to seeing. Is is that what they really need? Uh, it, I, I I I go. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I go I go back and forth with it, man. Like I really do. Like I'm like. I'm sorry, but listen, John. Listen, and like I said, <laughs> for people that know me. I've been asked for John Harbaugh to get fired since the playoff run of 2012. During the during the Super Bowl run, I was like, we need to fire this guy. I see a problem coming. And I've been saying this since 2012. My issue with him is, is, is so first let me say, is he a great motivator, motivator of men? Yes, he is. I give him that. He can motivate a team. But can he lead a team? Because I just, just before I got on here, Joe Flacco was on um, a Jets podcast talking about, he was talking about Scott about, you know, being with Harbaugh and everything. And he was like, listen, back then we had three hours straight practices with no breaks. They didn't let you stretch. They just went three hours hard. And that's kind of how the mutiny happened in 2012. So once that happened, the players revolted after 2012, John Harbaugh said, listen, I don't need any strong personalities in here undermining my authority. And ever since then, we really don't play like Ravens because we want choir boys. We don't want anybody with a chip on their shoulder. And the, the biggest thing for me that, that has me on this I don't really care too much for John Harbaugh is he said I will never hire anyone that can take my job so you're telling me that you are not going to hire the best minds that you can to put the best product on the field yeah. and if you hire if you hire let's say if he'd hired Sean McVay out of Washington you don't have to worry about your job because if we're winning you don't have to go anywhere yep. stop worrying about what could happen and what should happen and do your job. Don't just bring in guys that you are buddy-buddy with that can be serviceable. Can you imagine if we had uh, Andy Reid-type mind coaching Lamar and we actually traded for, for Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Imagine yeah. imagine where we would be with all that right now. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And, you know... <clears throat> I've seen like the, you know, the what they say, hood hardball, the, the yes man hardball. So, you know, I, you know, I, I've seen it. And like I said, I, I struggle with it because he's been there, but at this, you know, he, he was there during the Super Bowl run, but at the same time, I'm like, something got to give, right? Like, like, why, why are we not making it over the hump? Like, you go. We talked about it. There's so much potential. There's so much potential. It's right there. Right. Like it's like this is the same team that went 14 and two two years ago with. I mean, Hollywood was hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. Hollywood was hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, and the defense, you know, they, they was ranked top five. But OK, uh, but like you, you know how it is, man. But let, let's jump into the, the, the season. What, what what's what do we expect? What do we expect from from this season? I, I'm just excited. Uh, by the fact that the Ravens are going to be hopefully back to form. I'm not watching preseason Ravens the whole season because of injuries. Right. You know, I kind of get like, okay, we get full strength Ravens because the Bengals ha have been talking. They've been annoying me all offseason, and they lost the Super Bowl. I could only imagine if they won it. Like, I just – all right, so let me, let me let me just I'm sorry, let me just throw this in here real quick. Yes, in in the, the few spaces I've been in with the Bengals, they are unbearable. Like they, but you know what? You're defending AFC champions. I can't take that away from you. But I look at it like this: you took a 
a very flawed team and went to the Super Bowl. Unlike the Ravens, you know what they did? They said, listen, we have problems on the offensive line and signed two offensive linemen, two very good ones. They said, hey, we've got some problems in the back end of the defense. Went and signed a corner. I mean, they went and um, drafted a corner and a safety. So they took the weaknesses of this team and addressed them. They didn't say, you know what? Let's go for best player available or let's go into free agency for this player to plug a hole to something that we already have. We're going to plug the holes that we need and try to be better. So rightfully so, they have a reason to talk because my Super Bowl representing self made my team better. So Mm -hmm. until it's proven otherwise, I'm still the reigning AFC champion. I I, I give you that. And I I just uh, – I don't don't like it. It's it's just it's just it's just frustrating, man. Considering all the dominoes that fell for for the Ravens last season, and for them to go to the Super Bowl and then talk like they talk, I just I, I'm just I'm ready. Like like I don't remember what week it is, week seven, week nine, something like that. I, I'm ready for that week game. Five. Like week five is it week I, five? I, I know the first one is in week five. I, I'm I'm ready because I. Now, if y'all dog us and we healthy, then I'm I'm I might just put the mic up and walk away. Walk away. I might be so frustrated don't at that point. Don't say that. Don't say no, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to actually give the you know the authentic. We got to go back to the to the beginning. The authentic opinion on that. Yeah, don't say that, man. Because you never, listen. You you never know what could happen. Um, one of the things that I have issue with, and this this goes back to John Harbaugh, Greg Roman to a sense what and i don't like being one of the people to say hey you don't know football you know not you personally but you don't know football or you don't understand football or certain things like that but what some people don't really understand is unlike us when you have a bad offensive line when your offensive coordinator schemes certain plays it's in lieu of you having that offensive bad offensive line that's why cincinnati was so successful because of the plays that they drew up knowing my offensive linemen are bad unlike us with 10 15 second development plays downfield knowing we got a guy playing tackle that even the steelers with their bad offensive line didn't want so you you know it's 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 just sad that we've wasted 4 years of lamar's career and yeah. this year we poten- potentially have another year wasted with this let's wait and see what these young receivers do yeah. why why does lamar have to wait mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is not waiting shoot um jalen hurst he's not waiting mm-hmm. they drafted Devonte smith and went out and got aj brown nobody tua tyreek hill nobody else is waiting none of these other coaches with these top flight quarterbacks are saying hey you know we got these uh third fourth and sixth round receivers mm-hmm. you know they combined might have like 700 yards in three yeah. years, but let's see what they can do. Shoot, Tom Brady got Russell Gage and Julio Jones to go along with what he had. Yeah. But we got Demarcus Robinson, y'all. So <laughs> that see, and that was a that was a signing too. Uh, and my boy in the background is uh, a Chiefs man, so he knows all about Demarcus Robinson. I'll add him in here in a minute, but he uh I know about Demarcus Robinson. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I look seen it on the other end. <laughs> Listen, I got a question for that him. defense. That, that defense we talked about. Yeah, I, I got a question for him because uh, in the spaces, I, you know, I like to I like to listen to all spaces because I like just to see you know how everybody does things. So I've been in chief spaces, and for some reason, the day that we signed him, all they kept saying was Demarcus Robinson runs backwards. 
Like that's all they kept saying. And I want to ask him, what does that mean that he runs backwards? <laughs> the, see, and and that's the thing. Like, it's not that he's a bad pickup, but like, where's the where's the guys who like? Okay, I'm a DB. That guy right there, I gotta worry about him, right? Oh no, 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 no! I'm not gonna worry about him. I'm gonna worry about eight, right? Like that—that's what blows me away. Cause Lamar is that darn dynamic that you gonna focus on him at all times. But just imagine, right? Just imagine giving him Mike Evans, giving him Chris hmm. Godwin, giving him—I mean, even some of the guys who got traded, AJ Brown. DK was thinking about it, Debo, any of these guys. Because my thing is, I, I I'm one for the for the sure thing, right? Let's go for <laughs> let's go for the guy who it's fine to have all these draft picks and fifth right. rounders and sixth rounders and all that. Like I'm fine with that, but let's go for more of a sure thing, right? Like AJ Brown didn't proven that he that he's that dude, right? Mm-hmm. DK didn't proven that he he's that dude, right? Like they didn't proven that they can be that guy, right? Right. I I I'm excited about Bateman. I'm mm-hmm. excited about the potential of Bateman, but until Bateman proves it right. to everybody, right, more consistently, right, I mean, once again, it's a wait-and-see year, just like you said, it's a wait-and-see year, so we're going to have to wait and see what they're going to do. Well, I mean, once him and Prochet and these guys, they prove it to everybody, cool, but it never hurts. Uh, <laughs> it, it never hurts when you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all these guys to add in an extra guy, right? Zach Ertz was one of those guys that the Cardinals decided they needed, and they had they had talent too. DeAndre Hopkins, we talked we was talking about it before. Mm-hmm. They had talent, but DeAndre Hopkins puts us right up there, right? Puts mm-hmm. us over the top, right? Like like th- that. So 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 what you're saying is the the Arizona Cardinals didn't say, "Hey, we don't want DeAndre Hopkins. Let's let." Isabella develop. Let's let Christian Kirk develop and see what he can do. They didn't say that. They said, you know what? We got a chance pretty much for what a second or third round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins. And they went out and got him. Um, Me personally, so once again, you know, Ravens flock and they, they get excited about every little thing, but you're telling me that you're telling me that the bridges. I don't want to talk about that dude, but the third or fourth option, on a passing team in Kansas City that couldn't put up 600 yards is going to come to a running team as our number three option and do something? You would have been better off with Hollywood. Like, like at least Hollywood proved that even with a, th- like you said, with a thousand yard tight end that, that you might target more than me, I can still put up numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hollywood, and, and like, you know, even sometimes I forget, Hollywood has made some big catches, like, like Dallas, some Cincinnati. huge catches daggers like mm-hmm. back in the end zone toe taps they talk about his mm-hmm. drop and my, my my biggest problem is they talk about his drops hollywood had six drops last year three against detroit so that means in the other games he had three drops any ravens fan can name your favorite receiver that you wanted to bring to the ravens they had more drops than hollywood mm-hmm. and i mean like like we said the ravens don't like my thing is and i was talking about this last week with the lamar situation the ravens don't really pay people like they don't really pay players. Like they they will ship you off and then get some draft picks and hope the draft picks were as good as you were. So, uh, like, so you talking about C.J. Mosley and Patrick Queen? Um, yes, right. Like, 
I mean, they, they will every time. And and like back to the best player available thing that blows my mind. I'm a Sixers fan. They do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> best player available got us like five centers uh, over the course of like three years. Like. <laughs> This is why I don't like best player available. We had Joel Embiid, freaking uh, no, no, Jaleel Okafor, Nerlens Noel. You don't need all these centers. They right. can't all play at the same time. Right. It was wild to me, bro. But uh, I added in, added in Justin, as you can see, our relative Chiefs fan. Uh, he snuck in on me. I, I, I did it to him, so he, he getting me back. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting you back right here. <laughs> I just wanted to pop in for a minute. But Hendo said he had, he had a question for you in terms of being a Chiefs fan and this whole Demarcus Robinson, who we going to celebrate. I, I feel like we just get the guys that the Chiefs don't want because Sammy was one of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Demarcus, who I went, they shoot if since the Chiefs didn't want Tyreek Hill, why they? Oh, sorry, uh, the, the the price was too high. My bad. Price <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't we don't value talent on offense in Baltimore. That's right. That's right. So sad. Oh, okay. So my question is, why do all Chiefs fans keep referring to Demarcus Robinson as the guy that runs backwards? I don't really understand that. Like, I, I never understood why people why people say that. Like, I think that's kind of weird. Like. I, I guess I never really understood that. No. What, what's your thoughts on Demarcus? Like, like, did, did I don't we think get, he's did bad. we get the steal of of this offseason, baby? This man, he's about to be the steal. He's about to be yamming on people. Like, it's about to be like that. He gonna he gonna overtake Rashad Bateman. I I heard it. I heard. I, somebody didn't say it. I'm... So listen, I'm about to name you the five players that the Raiders kept over Demarcus Robinson. I can't name them dudes. I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I forgot. Actually, I forgot their names. But yeah, they kept five dudes over Demarcus Robinson that nobody knows. Yep. Yep. That's man. I, I feel like outlook on the season, though. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, going back to that original point I made uh, a while back at this point, I, I'm kind of happy to see the Ravens go under the radar a little bit. Like the Ravens have been like everybody been like, yep, you gotta like like literally like even just the offseason, like Lamar Jackson been a trending topic. So like oh we ain't got TV today. What's Lamar doing? What's oh oh he oh he just woke up? Yeah, yeah, put that on TV. Right, like like that's how it's been. Like Lamar Jackson has been the trending topic this offseason. And since Lamar Jackson has come to the Ravens, uh that's when they became a, a top five offense. Um that that's when they became Super Bowl contenders because they had never been that probably in uh, I mean rarely ever like there were a couple years here and there maybe but like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this again pay pay that man because if you don't somebody will uh, and at the same time I think he's gonna continue to prove why he he's great as he always does no matter what you put around him he somehow makes makes them that much better uh, and I, I'm excited I mean I'm like I said I'm excited about uh, JK coming back. That's another best player available thing they decided to do. I'm happy about JK. I'm happy he's here. I'm I'm fine with him, but you didn't have to draft him at the time that you did because you didn't need him. But but anyway, because Gus is quite formidable, by the way. I like speaking of a guy that they have screwed over and over again, literally right. played with Lamar his rookie year, was a dog, has been a dog since then, and they drafted somebody else to take snaps away from him. I mean, listen, J- the JK pick, 
um, hindsight being 2020, the Ravens fans are going to tell you, oh, look, we needed him. You know, Mark Ingram got hurt, and, you know, we weren't too sure about what we had in Gus, even though we knew Gus was a dog. But our run game is predicated on Lamar Jackson. So does it really matter who we step back there? Because as you saw, when Tyler Huntley came in there, running game suffered. And if, if uh, Greg Roman was this uh, run game genius that he was, he'd do like Kyle Shanahan. Because I've seen Kyle Shanahan just take dudes off the street and they get 100 yards, three touchdowns a game. Us, it's not the same. Everything is predicated on Lamar. Lamar is our leading passer. Lamar is our leading rusher. So I just did a video the other day saying, listen, you give him $44 million, the average of the top 10 quarterbacks, and you give him $13 million, the average of the top uh, 10 running backs, which is 57 a year, because he does both for you. He should not be leading this team in rushing. Now, Gus, uh, listen, Gus is one of my favorite players, and people just think he's just another guy. He showed his rookie year. Like, he gets you 700 yards on minimal curries every year, 700 yards. But it, it really didn't matter who they stuck in there at running back because, as we know, it's a devalued position now. And we can pretty much sign a guy off the street or somebody that got cut, a la what we do at wide receiver, and put them back there, and they would be successful. So, well, what we had to do last year. <laughs> but, but see, so that's, that's another, uh, an, another itch in my craw as I used to say when I was in the South, um, nobody told Eric DaCosta to go out and sign the three oldest running backs he could find. Mm. Nobody told him that. Now, the year prior, we wasted a third-round pick on um, – who was this offensive end that went to the Raiders, and he's with the Colts now? He went to Maryland. Uh, I can't think of his name. Like on too. Right, but we, we, we gave up a third-round pick for him. He came in. He played, he played okay, and then he left. Why couldn't we do that with a third or fourth round last year and trade for one of these young running backs that somebody had that they weren't using? Or, more importantly, why couldn't John Harbaugh get out of his ego and let, and let Tyson Williams play? Because he clearly was the best back of them all. I mean, that's a, that's a whole nother even – that'll take you down memory lane right there, just that statement, because, I mean, and it was obvious, like – that like. It was obvious. He showed it the first game of the season that he can. He was formidable enough to be the guy. Like, I mean, what do you do? Fumble? If you don't go and run drills, ball security drills with this man and tighten his grip up or something, like, if that's what you worried about. But, like, Tyson showed that he that he was worthy of starting over Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell. And Devontae Freeman. And Devontae Freeman. So you tell me people talk about oh Devontae is the best no, no it's a guy that, that we gonna forget about after this season right. uh named Tyson Williams because they don't want to play. So you telling me it's okay to let the young receivers get in and learn, but for any other position, no, we need a veteran. We need somebody proven in that position. You know, we don't we don't say, hey, we have enough defensive backs on this team. Let's let the young boys get in. Let's let Seymour get in there and take his licks and get better. No, we go out and sign everybody in the defensive backfield. We don't say, hey, let's let this young defensive lineman develop. No, we go out and get Calais Campbell, Michael Pierce. We get yep. these other people. We don't let young players develop, except for wide receiver where, for some reason in Baltimore, which I call a Baltimore sin, is acceptable. Mm -mm. Yep. Yep, man. They're so confusing to me sometimes. Sometimes, uh, Hinda, what, what you expecting from, from, the, from the season this year from the Ravens? I... I I, I'm I'm gonna ask Justin, but I'm sure he's gonna be like the Ravens gonna lose and Chiefs Kingdom because that that's usually 
how that goes when I ask him a question. Oh, look, I want them to lose in Chiefs Kingdom because the first time that we beat them, we had a horrible season. So I, <laughs> so I would rather lose and go to the playoffs yeah, than true. win and stay at home. But, I mean, as far as the season goes, so for me, it's, it's all dependent upon the AFC East because our first four games are against the AFC East. And for me, none of our starters got cohesiveness through the preseason. You know, you can talk practice and training camp and all this, but they never were in a game situation. So those first four games are going to dictate to me how the season goes. I expect around 10 and 7, 11 and 6 on a season. But if we get off to that fast start, and we show that cohesiveness offensively and defensively, mind you. I think we might we might be able to win twelve games, or I, we could be out the playoffs altogether. I, I mean, I, I don't. I think that they'll win twelve games just off of probably Lamar alone again. Like, and and then what they? Oh, I know what they're gonna do. They they're gonna get to the end of the season, not pay Lamar. And then we're gonna be looking at Tyler Huntley next season, and I'm gonna be real upset. Or they're gonna, or they're gonna do the most disrespectful thing you might could do, and they're gonna franchise tag him. But what happens if he wins the Super Bowl? They're gonna have to pay him. What's his price tag though? Uh, be- higher than it is now. Uh, uh, but then you and also it's already have, high. But you also have to take an effect that uh, uh, Herbert and uh, Burrow can get can get contract extensions. That's true. So if those two get new contracts, which they probably will, if they especially have seasons like they had last year, and couple that with Lamar winning the Super Bowl, Lamar can easily sit down and say, hey, I want 60. And you yeah. know we're not going to pay him 60 million a year, no matter what. And it, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. And it was funny because we were talking about that Baltimore shirt with all the Baltimore legends on it. And uh, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco was not was nowhere to be seen on that shirt. Uh, and, you know, like I, I've always been a, a, a big Joe Flacco guy. I wish I could find a McDonald's bag that I had with Joe Flacco on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like after he won the Super Bowl and everything. Because, yeah. I mean, for given the situation he was in, he did all he could do. Once again, you're in a run-first offense for a run-first organization. You're not going to lead the league in passing. It's just too difficult to do. Like, I mean – and you don't really have the weapons that people think that you have. Now, Bolden was a dog, right? I'm not going to lie to you. Bolden right. was the perfect pickup. And Torrey right. Smith was good in the role that he needed to, needed to play. But oh, don't forget, that, don't forget when they say they added Jacoby Jones. Don't forget that. That's right. That's right. Like, like, like he was some wide receiver superstar. That's right. That's right. Jacoby. That's, that's right. That, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about Jacoby. Tandon Doss. Tandon Doss. <laughs> Ed Dixon. <laughs> like, like, and that's and listen, I don't, I don't listen, I don't tolerate Hollywood slander, and I don't tolerate Joe Flacco slander, because does he make bonehead mistakes every now and again? Most definitely, he frustrates the hell out of me. But the one thing about Joe Flacco is, and it was proven under Gary Kubiak, when you put him in a system that fits his skills, he does well. Yeah. And as the Ravens always do, they said, "Hey, Joe." You won a Super Bowl with you and Anquan Bolton just going off. Nobody could stop you. So let's do the Raven thing and get rid of Anquan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll show him. Let, let's get rid of Anquan. Eventually, we assign Steve Smith. Unfortunately, he gonna get hurt on you though. Yeah. So that's gonna that's that's gonna hurt you a little bit. But if we sign him, then at least we look like we did our job. Uh, and you know, anyway, just smoke screens. We do. People don't realize we do a lot of smoke screens. 
we you know we throw out little flares here and there to distract us like you know we're over here like oh what's that even with even with this week we have two outside linebackers healthy on the team right now and what did we go do we signed two inside linebackers <laughs> just to take away from talking about Lamar. <laughs> so crazy. it's what we it's what we do so crazy, man. So crazy. uh J- Justin, how you feeling about the season? I know you don't care about the Ravens that much, but <laughs> you, you know, be the outlier and give us a little Chiefs talk for a minute. So, well, I got a question for you guys. Are are you guys gonna pay Lamar Jackson? Are you, are you guys gonna pay him? No? no, no. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I heard you guys. Do the, do the, the Ravens, Ravens actually pay any player that they probably should? Like mm-hmm. they li- like the crazy part is like, and it goes back to like you literally traded picks, which you covered so much mm-hmm. for. Unique and Gakway. That's what I was talking they about. Didn't even. Yeah, that's his name. Come, Unique and Gakway. Like, are you serious? Right, like, dude, the Ravens don't pay. It's hard to get the Ravens to pay anybody after that fifth year. Like, sometimes before that, like they, I don't know what it is. Like, like, and and I was trying to make sense of it a little bit because I was like, okay, maybe they just they want the guys that work hard, the guys that are gonna come in and just do the whole thing. But then I'm like, I'm just talking myself into this because, I mean, Lamar works hard. Yep. I mm-hmm. pretty much see it, right? Like, got bigger in the offseason, doesn't do anything but improve his passing, which he can't do, uh, doesn't do anything but improve his passing outside the numbers, which he was number one in last year, but he can't do, doesn't do anything but shut down every narrative that they throw at him because they don't want him to be successful. But nonetheless, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, just, they need Justin. My thing is they need to do what the Chiefs did and pay that man, right? Mm-hmm. They they need to just go ahead and pay him because here's the thing. This is what what's getting me right now, Justin. This high they need to pay him before they lose him. That, uh, yes, they do. My here here's my thing. Lamar to Miami. If oh, it's looking that way. If the Ravens want to take the cheap way out, which they often do. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just give money to Lamar and then you can surround him with nobody like you always do, but you're still going to win games. Wait, but then listen, you look these- I'm sorry, but listen, <laughs> isn't, isn't so, you know, and you, and you, you know, as well, as far as Ravens fans go, they love their players until it's time for them to get paid. Like they love everybody. But once that contract comes up, oh, he's not worth that money. But mm-hmm. my biggest thing is why can't you pay Lamar first and foremost, you had four years of a rookie contract to put pieces around him. You didn't do it. Now it's his time to get paid. He shouldn't take less, but isn't that what your 35 draft picks a year for? For you to pay him and be able to draft talent around him unless mm-hmm. EDC can't draft. Hmm. Who? And, and my question is, like, what big money deal have they done to not be able to pay Lamar? So they have. So they're going to point to the Ronnie Stanley deal. They're going to point to the. They could um, even pay Orlando. They could have paid Orlando. They they <laughs> they. <laughs> they're going speaking to, of stuff that like still got me scratching my head. Right, they, uh, Marlon Marlon Humphreys. They're going to point to the Marlon Humphreys deal. They're going to po- point to the Mark Andrews deal. They're going to say these things are like you know we retain young talent and that's why we can't pay people. But they're not going to talk to you about the. I think it's the four or six million that we still have in dead money for Alejandro Villanueva. People don't talk about these these moves that we make that cost us dead money against the cap. Like Ben Mason, for example. 
We drafted Ben Mason. We cut him. We owed him dead money. We brought him back. We cut him again. We brought him to the practice squad. So it's it's moves like you need in Baltimore. You can never have enough. <laughs> but it, it's it's moves like that that count against that dead money, and then also these other little signings like Pat McCarry, like the money that they're giving him. Like it's not starter money, but it, it's just enough that when you add enough of these pieces together, and I hate to say it, and people don't kill me, Calais Campbell. He literally has nothing left in the tank, and he showed that to you last year. He declined the year before. He got worse. But for the money that they're giving him, the production doesn't match up. So all of these contracts combined is what's putting us that much closer to the cap because you say, hey, before we restructure Ronnie Stanley's deal, what would we like? A couple hundred thousand away from the, uh, from the cap, from the limit? And you think and say, who on our team are we paying that warrants – this type of money if you look to and i hate to say this if you look to let's say uh marcus williams and that's another one of those distraction type deals that the ravens give out the ravens was always shell out money to one person to say that they did something but if you notice all this money that they give they never pick the person that's number one at that position we gave 70 million dollars not to the number one free safety and free agency we gave 70 million dollars to possibly top 10, maybe top five. And that's why we don't have that that player recognition to match the salary cap adjustments that we have. Right. Justin, how you feeling about the uh, the, the AFC? I, I think that's going to be my last question that I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want to keep you all too long. You know, keep you from I got, all, whatever. I got all day, bro. Listen, you know, I wasn't even <laughs> expecting to be here. I just thought that you guys were lying. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, also, shout out to Juggernaut097. Go check him out, by the way, too. Uh, he claims that he wishes the Ravens and the Chiefs played each other this year. Hey, in the, Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Actually, it's no, it's, they can't play in the Super Bowl. The AFC, 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 championship. AFC Championship. That's what I meant. AFC Championship. <laughs> um, I think the Ravens are going to have a good season. I mean, looking at the schedule, because I, I mean, the only schedule I've been really paying attention to is to my Chiefs schedule. Mm-hmm. But looking at the schedule, I mean, you got the Jets. I mean, you guys, you guys go. You don't think so? Listen, like I told him, I've been watching a lot of other channels, YouTube, mm-hmm. and the Jets. Not to say that they that they're world beaters, but they're putting together a team. Mm-hmm. Like they have Joe Douglas, the former Ravens executive running the show over there. So he knows how to draft and he knows valiant players. They picked up some free agents. They picked up some tight ends. You know, they still had uh, Corey Davis. They drafted Brees Hall. They got Jermaine Johnson and Sauce Gardner. So they, and DJ Reed from, I think, Seattle. So they're putting together some pieces to a puzzle. So a lot of Ravens fans think that we're going to go out, go in and blow out New York. I think it's going to be a lot tougher than expected. And like I said, our defense hasn't played together as a whole. Our offense hasn't played together as a whole. So this might be like preseason game number one for our starting team. And they might get out there and be a little dysfunctional until they get things together. And, you know, sometimes that that, that snowball can roll down that hill and turn into a giant one. And then we're in the fourth quarter down by 10 points, and now we don't know what to do. Because once we get down, Greg Roman and John Harbaugh panic. I'm just trying to figure out, too, like, you, you had two options to cut at safety, and you cut Deshaun Elliott. <laughs> like, like, like Matt, and, and like you can say what you want about Deshaun Elliott, but this dude literally came in, took Earl Thomas's spot after we thought Earl Thomas was going to be something, right. and really played pretty well. Like, 
I'm health. not saying like health. him staying healthy was the factor. That's true. That's true. I, I I forget about that sometimes. But back 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 to Justin. How you how you how you feeling? How you how you if you want to talk about the Ravens, feel free. But feel free to yeah. I feel like the Ravens. Everything if everything goes good for them, I think they end up with like a twelve and five record. You know, I th- I think they're gonna you know. It's gonna take some time, you know, getting used to, like, especially like their new defense and stuff, you know. And I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's gonna be great, you know. Like I said, they they, they need to pay that man before they lose him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but well, they try to replace him with Tyler. <laughs> it, it's gonna, I mean, the AFC North, you know, is always a competitive division. I mean, the Browns, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be the Browns this year, so you don't have to, don't have to really worry about them. They, that much. I mean, that first eleven game is gonna be tough for them, but or first 11 games 12 weeks type thing but i yeah. think i mean deshaun deshaun is still as long as he's on the field uh you know deshaun is good now lamar has had his number in the past but other than that like i mean deshaun gonna make them maybe not this year but next year definitely like they gonna they're gonna be a force and if the Bengals can keep all their young talent together they're gonna be good and when the Steelers figure out what they're gonna do at quarterback i mean yeah i mean the still is gonna be competitive anyway because they're uh-huh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I think the I think the Ravens are going to have a you know really good season. You know if everything goes right for them. Um, and also, I kind of want to segue and you know talk about a little bit about my Chiefs. My Chiefs, you know, we, we I think we have the hardest schedule in in the whole NFL right now. I mean, looking at my Chiefs schedule, I mean, I, I just want to tell you my the Chiefs schedule right here. Let me pull it back up here. I'll say this: while you pull that up, Justin, uh, yeah, talk. I feel like. The Ravens finishing last place in the division last year was kind of a blessing in disguise because it weakened, and you know, is any schedule weakened the NFL, right? It weakened the schedule. Uh, and I think if you put the way the Ravens compete and actually they're actually healthy against this quote unquote weak schedule, it it, it could snowball the, the other way, uh, <laughs> the, the, the way that we wanted to snowball in the. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed it can. Okay, so, you know, kind of segue into my Chiefs a little bit here. I mean, we're going to have a, uh, our first, like, eight games. I mean, so we start out at the Cardinals. Okay, I think, we, you know, we could beat the Cardinals. And then we're at home against the Chargers, which the Chargers, they're going to – this whole AFC West, I mean, I've been going back and forth on who's going to be winning this division. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, being biased, you know, I'm pretty sure my Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> but – it's a toss-up because I've been trying to play off scenarios like in my head because I go like you know the Chargers are going to be good, the Raiders. I feel like that's the team. It's either between like the Raiders or the Broncos, you know, being like the team that doesn't like really because I feel like three of these teams from the AFC West can make the playoffs. I mean, even four, but like I, I don't know if all four, you know, because like all four teams will make it. I mean, that'd be mm-hmm. a very weird scenario, right? But they but, can. Yeah, but they can. It'd be, it'd be different. Um, I must say, I don't... that Cowboys playoff spot, you know, that's how you got to do But, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, you know, they got, a pretty, they got a pretty tough schedule here. Like, they play the Cardinals, the Chargers, their second game at home. You know, that, that's going to be tough. And then we go to the Colts. You know, they're, they're going to be a good team this year. I mean, you know, depending on Matt Ryan. I, Matt I Ryan. Mean, they, they, I mean, they, they scapegoated. Carson Wentz mm-hmm. to pick did, up Matt Ryan. Did, did they scapegoat Carson Wentz, or was Carson Wentz just the same quarterback we found out that he was in Philadelphia? I mean, he he was the same, but like 
if y'all can't beat the Jaguars again, like but this is an issue. But you, but you know, but you know, in football, it's about matchups, That's and true. even with other quarterbacks, they can't beat the Jaguars. Like they, you lose to the Jaguars every year, every year. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I, you know, I felt like too last, last season was very any given like they talk about any given Sunday like mm-hmm. they, they that's like the NFL's moniker or whatever. But like last year really was like any given Sunday. So I'm kind of hoping this year is like that I feel too. like, like it's gonna be, be, I feel like that's gonna be like this year. Yeah, it's gonna be any given Sunday, especially you know with the AFC West. I feel like the AFC West are gonna beat up on each other. I feel like once we get to the playoffs. Yeah. Like we're just gonna be too beat up, and like we we won't be able to like because the Bills are they're gonna be a really good team this year. Like they, what y'all gonna do without Tyreek? That's what I really want to know. Um, I, I think we'll be fine without Tyreek. I mean, Sky Moore, Sky Moore, how's he looking? I mean, he's been looking pretty good in the preseason. I've, I've been liking that, like been like what I've been seeing from Sky Moore. How that boy? So, so listen, <laughs> listen. So I'll 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 liken this kind of to the NBA with the um. Atlanta Hawks. Remember that year with Josh Smith when they traded away all their stars and they just led the league in wins? Nobody knew who to defend. So mm-hmm. now without now without Tyreek there and you have all these other wide receiver options, now it's not we got to stop this one guy because you don't know where you don't know where Patrick's going now. So now it's going to be a little bit harder to defend because he can hit Juju, he can get he can hit Kelsey, he can hit Sky Moore, he can hit uh, the other kid. You don't know. I just think that it, it might make them a better team. Now, come mm-hmm. playoffs, when you need that guy to catch catch that ball at the forty and just peace out, run past everybody. I don't know if you got that, but I just think yeah, that yeah. We we don't really have that now, you know, since we lost Tyreek. But it it's gonna be for teams hard to defend the Chiefs. You know, like okay, who are they gonna be throwing to? Who's like their number one receiver now? I mean, Travis Kelsey. You know, he's gonna get a lot of targets. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. he's gonna get you know he's gonna get a lot of doubles. So it'll lead to other guys getting um wide open and stuff. And also, I feel like we're also so struggling on defense because like you know Patrick Mahomes. You know, he likes to score quick. Mm-hmm. So you know we're gonna have to get the defense, you know, right, but you know, right back out there again. So the defense, yeah, these are, our defense is gonna really struggle here. So uh, it's gonna be interesting how they look. I, I hope the Chiefs have a better running game this year because, like, Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to go down and score like in like the two minute, you know, two minute drill. You know, he doesn't need to do that every time. You know, they can, you know, maybe drain down the clock a little bit, do some time management, you know, run the ball a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we got Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, mm-hmm. we got McKinnon, which mm-hmm. they, they need to do better stuff with him. Um, I mean, our running backs aren't bad, you know. Maybe I heard Latavius Murray out there if y'all need him. Got, <laughs> what do you mean they got Ronald Jones? Oh, yeah, we got Ronald Jones. Yep, yep, we got him from the, the from Bucks. Bucks, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, our running backs aren't bad. We just need to like be utilizing them more, you know, become more of like a run team because, like I said. You know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to be always be that Superman out there. You know, he doesn't need to score so quick. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. But I think the Chiefs, they end up like with their season, they end up like a 12 and maybe 12 and five, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. If everything goes well for the Chiefs. But can, can you imagine the Chiefs with a running game? Oh, man, that'd be deadly. <laughs> Oh, that that would be deadly. Because like I, you know, I'm still looking at my Chiefs schedule right here. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, we play them Week Four. I mean, the Bucks. They don't look too scary right now. I mean, with all the injuries stuff right over there with the Bucks, um, the Bills. That's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. We got. I mean, we kind of get a break. Like, um, 
in game 10 against the Jaguars. You know, we kind of get a break there. Any given Sunday, Justin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. any given Sunday. <laughs> like, we'd we be like, oh, yeah, this is an easy win, and then we lose to the Jaguars. That would be right. terrible. My, my that question. would be like one. T- um, my question is, what happened versus the Bengals? Twice. Twice. Yeah. You had the lead. Like, I'm sitting yeah, that, there. That was terrible last year. I'm like, <laughs> and, that, and that fourth down, I mean, that, that play right before halftime. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, y'all. Uh, yeah, that. What, what I have happened? nightmares still for that. Y'all did not score the second half except for that field goal. No. What happened? Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's defense is not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they we, the Chiefs were this way overconfident. Like, oh yeah, Probably. we can we can just chill. We don't we don't need a we don't need to score anymore. Which, but but why? Because the same thing happened a few weeks earlier. Yeah they, yeah, they went up big, and then the Bengals mm-hmm. came back and won. So history should have said, "Look, these dudes can come back at any time." Mm-hmm. Listen, if you get this opportunity again, I need y'all to beat the Bengals. Yeah. We, we need to humble them, put them back yeah. in their place. Mm-hmm. We play the week thirteen, so yeah, hopefully yeah. we get some payback on the Bengals. And I think it's it's going to be at Cincinnati. So even better, even yeah. better. Beat them in their beat them in their stadium, but yeah, I mean the AFC West. I mean the whole NFL this year is gonna be gonna be crazy, especially on the AFC. AFC because mm-hmm. like it's definitely wide open. It's definitely wide open to see. And yeah. then with the NFC, I mean, you know, you got your top teams up there. You know, you know your top teams are, but yeah. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I was gonna say San Francisco, but never mind. They got Trey Lance. But your biggest <laughs> your biggest competition is gonna be um, the Chargers. Yeah, because they got a uh, Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. So yeah. you put that, you put you put Mack with Joey Bosa. Ugh. Let me ask you guys this question here, okay? So if you could take anybody from your division, like to add on your guys' team, <laughs> who who would you guys who would you guys add? Jamal Chase, right? Yeah, <laughs> Jamal Chase. I, I'll take Jamal Chase or T Higgins. Or T. Or... So, hold on, you should. T, you Amari the... Cooper. I'll take Amari Cooper. <laughs> you hit the trigger there, bro. We could have took T Higgins instead of Patrick Patrick Queen. That that right there is a trigger for me. Hmm. We said, hey, let's get Lamar this receiver or this linebacker that started one year in college that we know is a project. Let's go get the linebacker. <laughs> but yes, Jamar Chase by far for me. Yeah. Now, if you know, for my teams here, so if I could take anybody from my division, I would definitely take Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack, one of them too. If I could take both of them, I would take both of them to put on our defense. But yeah, mm-hmm. Joey, yeah, Joey B would be the person I would take. So, how was and not Joey Burrow? How was uh, Kalafkas looking? He's actually not looking too bad. I mean, like, it, I, I, it's only preseason and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. I think he's he's been looking pretty good in these um, first pre. Um, three preseason games. And who's the corner? I think Duffy McDuffie. Yeah, yeah, we picked up him also. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, footage of him, but yeah, I mean, I think he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely gonna be interesting. If y'all can get that defense up, y'all oh, listen. Yeah. I, because for years I've been I've been picking my brain for years. How the hell has Sorensen been a starting safety in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> number forty nine? He has been your Achilles heel for years. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I feel like too. Uh, it felt it felt like finally the Ravens tried to keep up with everybody else and actually grab pass defense instead of run. Like 
that that blows my mind when it came came back to the Calais Campbell thing. Like I'm cool with it, but you trying to stop one team that runs the ball more than any other team in the league instead of trying to stop I don't know Kansas City, <laughs> like these these all these guys with all these weapons. Like so you so what you're saying is you don't understand how the Ravens can go out and get safeties and corners to stop wide receivers, but not actually go out and get a wide receiver. Don't get that. That, that, that doesn't make too much sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. So crazy. Uh, y'all got any fi- any any final thoughts on uh, besides? Yay, football is back. I mean, I think that's the that's that's the biggest thing. I, I'm just I'm just excited to see a healthy Ravens team. I, like, I'm just excited to see Lamar Jackson run on the field because mm-hmm. after that, well, he, he he might he might be like, nah, I ain't do that. Y'all, y'all ain't paying me. I ain't do that. See, that's and that's the thing. We need to. Kind of temper expectations. I, I I'm see, excited I about it, but it don't say. But you know, it doesn't seem like his character yeah. to do something like that. But it's still yeah, listen. You don't know who gets in his ear the night before and say, "Listen, bro, they haven't paid you." I I wouldn't go out there and play because you know all the analysts on ESPN and NFL Network they're saying if I'm Lamar, I wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. So it might he might wake up Sunday morning and it clicks and he's like, you know what? Uh my back's kind of tight. I don't think I'm going to make it today. Yep. <laughs> but uh of course as always i appreciate appreciate you guys for coming by hendo give me your information one more time just so just say they know where, where, where they can get these unpopular opinions sometimes. listen it's not listen unbeknownst to me when i first started the opinions aren't unpopular they are just sometimes unwarranted so to speak just like at work for some reason they come to me to talk to the higher ups because they can't say certain things that I may be able to say, or maybe maybe articulate certain points of views that they can't. So, you know, I just, I just try to tell some things from a different viewpoint to try to get people to understand. You don't always have to go with this narrative just because they put it out there. And I kind of caught you earlier. I kind of caught you earlier with it because people don't realize the Baltimore Ravens brainwash, brainwash us. I was there for a while. Like they brainwashed us and you said it, Hey, you know, I kind of like being an underdog because they brainwashed us into being an underdog. Yep. You know, that way we don't have expectations. You can be so dominant. We don't. You, we don't have expectations because if you have, if you notice, when we're favored in games, we lose. But when yeah. we're underdogs, we puff our chests out and was like, "Listen, I I don't like that the media and the people around here say we're not going to make it." Yep. And then we get really loud. But anyway, you can find yep. me at uh, Ravens Online on Gatekeeper on YouTube, but you can find me at our gatekeepers on Instagram and Twitter. And once again, I thank you for having me. You know, anytime, bro, this is an enjoyable conversation. You know, anytime you want to come to the channel, it's on and pop because, you know, I don't even really like doing this to be quite honest. With you. I don't like going live. I really don't. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. <laughs> Justin, where, where can they find? The the it has the Chiefs kingdom for the kingdom has it has it kicked off yet or we wait until we won? It hasn't kicked off yet, no, because I still my buddy still hasn't made my logos yet for me, so that that still needs to happen. But yeah, I I have some big things coming up for my Chiefs podcast called For the Kingdom Podcast, so that's going to be coming up very soon here, hopefully sooner than later here. But if you guys want to check out some wrestling stuff, you guys can check me out Juggernaut zero nine seven on YouTube. And you guys can go so and you guys can also follow me on Twitter at the true JSB. He's also on the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast. Where you yeah, I'm also on there. You might, you might, you might. But uh as always, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. You know, 
you can always listen to Flock Nation Speaks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. There's probably several other platforms that they throw it out to, and I appreciate them for throwing it out to them. Uh, and you can uh, watch Facebook, YouTube. Um, I'm testing out the waters on Facebook. I don't know. But, of course, I appreciate everybody who, who came by tonight. I appreciate y'all uh, for, uh, you know, the, the good banner, the good conversation. I, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's week one, uh, literally uh, tomorrow, Thursday. So, um, it's, it's gonna, gonna be definitely uh exciting. Uh, but as always, we'll see you guys on the next one. Until next time.